popular mindset in our culture today, and it's really an atheistic worldview, that you and I are just accidents, that, that, that we're just maybe some molecular mishap, that, that, that maybe we're the product of a couple of whatever is just kind of banging together. And, and, and what we just saw in a video portrayed behind us was all just kind of an accident. And it all just, just happened, right? Well, well we, we believe a little bit different here at 1910 Church. We don't believe that you're an accident. We, 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 we don't believe that, 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 that there is uh, 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 not a purpose for you. We believe that you are significant, that you've been created, that there is a destiny on your life, and, and you are important. You're worth something. Today, we're going to start a series entitled Lucky Mud. Lucky Mud, and, 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 and I, I found this from, from a writing by Kurt Vonnegut in 1973. He was a novelist, and he wrote some 13 novels, and in, in 1973, he, he wrote one called Cat's Cradle, and, and I want to just read to you an excerpt, if I can, from Kurt Vonnegut's novel entitled Cat's Cradle. He says this, God made mud. God got lonesome. First of all, there's improper English right there. God got, I'm no, I'm no scholar, but this doesn't sound right. But God made mud, God got lonesome. So God said to some of the mud, sit up, see all I've made. The sea, the hills, the sky, the stars. And I was some of the mud that got to sit up and look around. Lucky me, lucky mud. Today, I want you to know that you are not just some pile of lucky mud. Some of us have been called some piles of stuff over the course of our lifetime. But I want you to know that you're not just a pile of lucky mud. That there is a purpose and there is a destiny and there is something about you that is absolutely valuable and incredible. Kurt Vonnegut was, was a form of a movement called the Bocanonist. And, and, and they basically believe that, that, that all religion are just a bunch of fabricated lies and there's nothing true about any of it. The, 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 the Bokanonist held something sacred to themselves, and it wasn't God, but it was man. Scientists have, have, have spent years and years trying to prove and discover the significance of all creation. Whereas scripture gives us the reason and the significance and how things have all been created. The very first book of the Bible, the very first four words in the first chapter and the first verse are words that I hope today will set you on a new trajectory in the way you think about creation and about how you view you. Those first four words say this, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created. 
You see what scientists have been racking their brains for years trying to figure out how things have, have come into existence. The, 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 the Bible gives us the answer in the, in, the, in the very opening sentence that in the beginning, God created everything. Some scholars say that, 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 that God created everything on, on six, in, during those six days. In fact, scripture validates that. But on that seventh day, he, he kind of rested in this, this, this creation that he had made, his, his cosmic temple. And he came to, to dwell here and he came to dwell and to have a relationship with, with his most prized creation, mankind. And we don't know how long that that, that relationship was intact and, 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 and how long this, this incredible place that God had created was still fit and right just as he had created it. But we do know that in Genesis chapter three, the wheels on creation begin to fall off, don't they? Something called sin creeps into this perfect created thing that God had made. And that relationship that he, he had created mankind and joy with him became severed. We know that, there's, that God has been on a, on, on, a, on a mission. There's this restoration plan that, that he instituted and it's, it's gonna be accomplished. In fact, many of you here today have, have already been the recipients of God's rescue mission here on earth, haven't you? And, and, and I love how, this is bonus, you don't have this, but I love how it says in Revelation, the very last book, I told you how the first book starts, right? Genesis is the first book of the Bible. In the beginning, God, and he created things, but the very last book of the Bible is Revelation. In the very last chapter, 21 verse 3 says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. You see, from the very first pages of the Bible to the very end of it, we find that God has this restoration plan. It's in motion. And he's come to dwell with people. Not the birds of the air or the fish of the sea, not the sun or the moon, but he's come to dwell with his most prized creation, scripture says, us. I want you to understand several things today in our journey as we, we launch into this. You are more than some lucky mud that gets to sit up, survey the landscape for I don't know however long Lucky Mud surveys it in Mr. Vonnegut's cat's cradle and then just kind of ceases to exist. There is more to this thing called life than that. Here, here's what I want you to see today. You are a masterpiece created by God. You are not molecular mishap. You're not cosmic collision. You are a masterpiece created by God. You know if something's a masterpiece, it's worth something, correct? You've been created by God. There is, there is not another you. Eight billion people on earth and, and, and there is no one quite like you. Now, I know what you're thinking. If everybody were like me, the world would be a better place, right? Right? If they would just be like me, some of the issues would be resolved, right? You might be part of the problem, but that's a different message. We're, we're trying to boost you up today. I'm, 
anyway. But you're a masterpiece created by God. You, 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 he, he, he made you. He, he, he looks at you and he, and he sees great worth and value. You are his workmanship. You're the crown of creation. Day one, two, three, four, five, creating all things. Day six creates us. And he looks at it and says, oh man, I saved my best for last because now it's very, very good. And I want you to understand something. Not only are you a masterpiece created by God, but you're no accident. You're, 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 you're no accident. Uh, someone reminded me earlier today that, that maybe that, that might have been a thought between two humans sometimes. I like, uh-oh, what just happened here? But I'm just telling you, there is nothing created in this room today that has caught God by surprise or off guard. You're no accident. And, and when mankind might not have a purpose for, for created things by God, masterpieces by God, he always sees it as something with a divine purpose and plan. Now we're gonna talk more about that next week, so I want you to come back. I'm just kind of setting you up today to knock it out of the park next week. But, but there is a purpose for your creation. And you're not just a pile of lucky mud to sit up for a while and then cease to exist. Take it in and then cease. No, no, no. You're not an accident. You're worth something. In fact, I love this passage of scripture in Genesis. It says, God created human beings in his own image. Whose image have you been created in? Now, let me just stop the bus here and don't start looking at yourself like, hey, I am God. Look at me, I have the body of a Greek God. Some of us have thought that over the course of our lifetime. You're, 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 you're not God, but the Bible says in Genesis chapter one, you've been created in his own image. In the image of God, it says he created them. Male and female, he created them. Guys, you're a masterpiece and you're not an accident. You've been created in the image of God. You're not just something that just, no, no, there is a purpose for, for, for you. And your existence here is more than just a pile of lucky mud. In fact, in Ephesians chapter one, verse 12, it says, we were created to bring praise and glory to God. That's why we're here. Now listen, in Genesis chapter two, we do find that the raw materials used to create that very first man were, were, were just chemicals and elements found within the dirt. In fact, it says that, that the Lord God formed the man from, from the dust of the ground and, and he breathed the breath of, of life into that man's nostrils and, and the man became a living person. I had a pastor years ago and it messed me up, say this, you're nothing more than just dirt and spit. Well, that's true, that's, 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 uh, you know, that's what we are. Scripture says that, 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 that our bodies were, were, were formed by, God formed that first man by the dust of the ground, but, but it was lifeless until what? The very breath of God, God breathed his breath into that man's, into that form's nostrils and that thing became a living being. Man, there are so many, so many illustrations that we could go with today, but let me just share this with you. 
When, when, when I am, am walking in, in, in relationship with God and, and, and when I'm allowing the breath of God to continually infuse me, that is when I have life. Today, you might find yourself feeling lifeless. Oh, to what extent are you allowing the presence and the breath of God to fill you? I'm not gonna stand here and, and, and say that the, the pickle you find yourself in, the situation, the predicament that's adverse in your life is, is because of God punishing. I, I, that is not what I'm saying. I just simply know this, that when I am walking in relationship with my spiritual creator, my life is lived on a different level. Doesn't mean that I'm immune from difficulties, but I see them from a, a different perspective sometimes. I see setbacks as maybe opportunities for God to step into to reveal his awesomeness in my life. Are you with me there? We were lifeless until the very breath of God breathed his life into us. And that might just be someone here today that you feel like there's no purpose and you feel like maybe your life is just lucky mud. Would you allow the breath of God to breathe in over you today? Let him infuse you with this life that you were created to live. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says in that same verse in John chapter 10, verse 10, I've come that you could have a rich and satisfying life. Is there anyone listening that says, you know what, I don't want that one. Steal me, kill me, destroy me. No, 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 you want life that is abundant and free. You want life that is off the chain. You want a life that is rich and satisfying. And I'm telling you, that's what you were created to live. You're not an accident. You're a masterpiece created by God himself. This dust of the ground that it says in Genesis chapter two, these, these chemical things that God used from the dust, they could not arrange themselves. This could only take place with the influence of an intelligent designer, God himself. Genesis says the Lord formed us from that. Man, that's an incredible way to be created. You know that you're an incredible specimen, right? You are. I love how the psalmist David records creation and how he sees himself in Psalm chapter 139. I wanna read it for us today because I just love what God has done in creating us and I think David in Psalm 139 has an incredible perspective that just might, it might shape the way you view you today. Verse 13, he says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Now listen, my wife has probably had that opinion before. I just can't figure you out. You know why? Because I'm wonderfully complex. No wonder, I, you can't figure me out. Just kidding. By the way, today's my 29th wedding anniversary. Is that not awesome? So just, it's hers too. Awesome, love you, it's been great. Man, 
I hope you guys will all come when we celebrate another 29 years from now. Amen. We'll be, we'll be eating peach halves and cottage cheese, but it'll be a great celebration that day. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex, David writes. Your workmanship is marvelous. Guys, have you ever looked at yourself and seen the marvelous workmanship of God that you are? The enemy doesn't want you to hear this or see this this morning. He, he, he wants you to feel like you're a slug, you're insignificant, you're a failure. You'll, you're not pretty enough, you're overweight, you're slow, you're not smart enough, you'll never amount to anything. Have you ever heard those thoughts circling in your mind? The psalmist says, I am marvelous workmanship, how well I know it. He goes on to say, God, you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. See, there it is right there. You're no accident. God's been in your process from the very, very beginning. You saw me before I was born, David writes. Every day of my life was, was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Wow. Have you ever seen yourself from that biblical perspective? Because if we're not careful, we can let a worldly perspective creep in and, and, and make us resolve ourselves to nothing less than lucky mud. But you're a masterpiece. You're not an accident. You are an incredible specimen. I, 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 I don't know how people who, 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 who believe in evolution can really rationalize it. When you think about the human body and how complex it is, and, and you know science is constantly trying to, to create this, aren't they? And they're not there. And, and, and I don't think they'll ever get there because it, it takes a divine intelligence, God himself, to create this. In fact, let me, let me just tell you how awesome you are. You use this this week, by the way, not tomorrow. You're all, take the day off tomorrow, but Tuesday to use this when somebody starts to chirp that, oh, you'll never amount to anything. I, I want to help you out today. When you think about who you are and what God has done in creating us as a human being. The average human brain has 100 million nerve cells. Now, for some of us, maybe we're below average. That's okay, but you still have a lot up there. Are you with me? Those nerve impulses from your brain travel at 170 miles per hour. Hey, your stomach, do you realize that your stomach needs to produce a new layer of mucus every two weeks or it will digest itself? Isn't that encouraging and just lovely to think about? That's incredible to me. Do, do you know, just for me to speak, just for you to open your mouth and utter words, it takes 72 different muscles to produce human speech. Yeah, wow. Now, you ladies are, I know, so far advanced above us dudes with that. 
us men, we've got like two muscles we use, like the grunt and the moan, right? But you ladies, I, incredible. They, they, they tell us that our human thigh bones are stronger than concrete. Did you know that babies are born without kneecaps? Ben, did you know that? It's weird. That's why they look so fat and just, you know. But somewhere between the ages of two and six, those kneecaps develop. Your skull made up of 29 different bones. The average human intestine is 656 square feet. For some of us, we're double that, but that's okay. We're working on it. The surface of our human skin, 6.5 square feet. Guys, 15 million blood cells are destroyed in the human body every second. But it produces more. In fact, every year they say about 98% of the atoms in your body are replaced. Your heart's gonna beat about 2.5 billion times on average across your lifetime. It's gonna pump about 48 million gallons of blood throughout your, 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 your body. That human blood's gonna travel about 60,000 miles per day in its journey all through you. I'm telling you, man, I just don't know how people who think that we're just accidents, I don't know how they can, can, can verify this. Bam, come on. Somebody pose and get a little cocky. You are incredible. You, you, you are incredible. God doesn't make junk. He knows what he's doing here. You're not a molecular mishap. You're created by an incredible God. Oh man, you're wonderful. Do you know you're priceless? I know some of you thought that over the course of... You, you are priceless. In fact, I, I love this. I, I found a, a resource called Wire Magazine. They said it would take about $45 million to develop another human body. The capacities and everything there. Now listen, I grew up watching the $6 million man and he was pretty impressive. But you're about 45 mil now. Guys, you're priceless. You, 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 you are incredible. And you know, you know how priceless you are. You, you are so priceless to God from Genesis 1 to Revelation 21. That, that this restoration, you are so priceless to him that, that he paid a great price for you. Scripture says, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from this empty life that you've inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with gold or silver. Gold or silver lose their value. This ransom was paid with the priceless blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. Why would Jesus come and die for something that was of no worth? But you are priceless. And you're significant. You're a part of eight billion that were worth it to God and are worth it to God. 
You're not insignificant. You're not cheap. You're not lame. You were bought with a price. And since we've been bought with a price, check this out. We need to glorify God with our bodies. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says, God bought you with this high price, so you must honor God with your bodies. You're created by an incredible God in heaven. You're worth something to him, so much that he would, he would, he would send his only son to die so that he could have that relationship in Genesis that he desired to have when he created you. Do you know your body is holy because God made it. And, and, and next week, we're, we're, we're gonna hit this next point. Everything God makes has a purpose. You're not just a pile of lucky mud. There is more to you than that. And there's a purpose that God has created you for. We're the crown of his creation. He looked at us and said we were very good. And he came and, 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 and paid a great price to have a relationship with us. You know, there's something really incredible about my body too, and not, not just the, the scientific data that I shared with you, but you see at the age of nine, I, I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life and take up residence. And, and you know what happened when I was a third grader and when I prayed that prayer and asked Jesus, you know what he did? He planted his Holy Spirit in me. Do you know that, 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 that I possess the spirit of the living God? I, I, I told you earlier that, that we are made in the image of God. You know, in, in the ancient world, when, when someone said they were, they, were, they were image bearers of the ruler, what that meant is they were authorized representatives of the ruler that had sent them. Kings would write letters and send them to other cities or opposing enemies and, and they would take their signet ring and stamp it in, in wax and close that letter. And when the herald would come with it, they were operating as an authorized representative. They were, made, they were in the image of the ruler that had sent them. That's you, son and daughter of the king. Saints and heirs to a throne, that's you. You see, when I asked Jesus to come into my life at the age of nine, he planted his Holy Spirit within me. And as awesome as I was as a third grader and as complex and wonderfully made as my human body was, there was some, I became the temple of God. In fact, scripture says, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. You see, what, what allows a person to have the Spirit of God placed within them is, is when they believe that the ransom that Jesus paid on the cross was needed, that they were
were sinners and they needed someone to come and to, 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 to cleanse them and, and pay for their sinful ways. And, and I prayed that prayer when I was nine and asked Jesus to come in and he came in and, and, and he forgave me my sins and, 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 and I became a person of faith. It wasn't by going to church. It wasn't by giving more money. It wasn't by being a good person, but it was simply by me placing my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ and thanking him for his death on the cross and asking him to forgive me of my sins. And at that moment, boom, his spirit was placed in me. possess the spirit of God within my body. I'm not just a pile of just some weird circumstances. No, no, no. There's something incredible about me. So it's not hard for me when I read that David would write those words in, in Psalm chapter 139 when he would say, thank you God for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. marvelous you are. Would you stand with me today? And, and I want to ask our ministry team to come and join me down front. And, 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 and here's the invitation right now, because I believe that there are some people that are listening in this room today that deal with some identity issues. You, you don't see yourself of worth or value. You, you, you've let the enemy get into your mind. You, you, you've let other people speak things over you and into your mind that are not the way that, that a creator God, it's not how he sees you. It's not how he looks at you. That's not who he created you to be. Guys, you're not here as lucky mud. You're not here just to exist and just sit up for a while and then, no, no, no. There, there is something unique about you that God's ordained for your life. Do you see yourself the way Scripture sees you? A masterpiece, wonderfully created, workmanship that is off the charts. struggling, every head bowed and every eye closed with just some of these identity issues. I want to ask you just to come right now and share that. I want you to come and let one of our ministry team members just pray over you right now. I, I want to ask them to, that, that, that they would pray over you and help you begin to see yourself the way that God does. If that's you, you come right now. Come on. I'm struggling with, with how I view myself. I see myself as a loser. I'm, I'm, I'm not smart enough. I'm not slow enough. I'll never amount to anything. I've, I've done too many bad things. I've hurt people. Come on, thank you. Today, I want a healthy view of who I am. And God, I want to see myself the way that God sees me. I'm beautiful. Listen, if you're in Christ, you're a son and the daughter of a king. You're a saint. You're an heir to a throne. You are worth something. Jesus paid a great price for your sin. He's rescued you. He's ransomed you. Listen, if you were worthless and priceless, Jesus would have never gone to the cross and died for you. But you were worth it. You were the one 
that the good shepherd came and found. Thank you, Lord. So Father, that's my prayer today for everyone listening in this room, that we would see that we are wonderfully made, that we are created by God. We are not just an accident, that we are a masterpiece, that there is a purpose. We are an incredible specimen. This thing called the human body is there is no scientist that could ever create this. God, it is you, divine intelligence. We're not a mishap. We're not a collision. We're a human being made in the image of a holy God. We bear his image. We are his authorized representative here on earth. God, I pray that we would walk as you walked, Jesus. That we would live as you lived, Jesus. That we would see people and treat people the way that you treat people, Jesus. That our heart would break for the things that break your heart, Jesus. That we would be moved with compassion as you were moved with compassion, Jesus. That we would speak words of life into people as you would, Jesus. Wonderfully and marvelously made. How well I know it. And Father, I pray for the person here today that's dealing with a negative image, a bad view of who they are. Lord, maybe there's somebody here this that's been dealt a, a health setback. Maybe there's an obstacle they're facing this week. I pray that they would not leave this place without allowing our team to just partner with them and pray to you, Father, in this situation, because we believe that with God, all things are possible. We believe that our God is more than able to do far more than we could ever dream of or imagine. We've seen you do it and you'll do it again. Thank you, God, for your love. We leave now as your ambassadors in a world that is in great need of seeing Jesus. All for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, thank you, guys. You're dismissed.